To the Ether. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Omniflix, Flix Talk 25, Network Updates, and the Best Gaming Chain Debate. Let's take a listen. Uh, no problem. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Good morning to you, Ken. And yeah. Uh, How's it All going great. All going great. Uh, you know, like always, you know, back home, settled and uh, excited for all that we're doing, <laughs> all that we've been doing and will continue to do. Yeah. Happy to be back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I liked, uh, no, NYC. So it was great. It was, mm-hmm. it was definitely nice meeting you. <laughs> yeah, very nice to have met you too, Ken. And, uh, no, yeah, like a lot of other people in at the event too. So the the entire thing was uh, the entire experience was like pretty exciting, uh, informative. We didn't need to you know discuss the one on ones with folks. We could directly discuss ideas, deep ideas. So yeah, that was the most exciting part. You no know, one week nonstop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yep. I guess we'll um, we'll get started with um, with some of the community updates that we have for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get back in the swing of that once again. So since we didn't get a chance to speak last week on here, mm-hmm. um, I think we have a uh, a new a new drop for the uh, for the difficult market times. Uh-huh. Bear market. Yes. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, let me get started uh, here. Uh, from a community standpoint, we've had uh, collections drop last week, this week as well. We've had uh, the Mobix drop that happened last week, and uh, they started to mint. And uh, you know, their founder NFTs are, uh, uh, you know, definitely, you know, pretty useful within their app ecosystem. So Mobix is a micro-mobility platform that's based on the Fetch blockchain and they have their own token, the Mobix token. And they're utilizing the Omniflix infrastructure to power their platform with NFTs. So their app, you know, if there is an NFT in a specific account, Omniflix account, their uh, app will automatically recognize that and uh, you know, provide additional benefits, access, uh, access to content, access to rewards, uh, and uh, also a lot more other uh, analytics and data going forward. So this is how they're planning to utilize NFTs within their ecosystem. And uh, we're very glad to power it uh, with Omniflix. And how much is it uh, to mint one of their NFTs? Oh, uh, to, to mint their NFTs, I think they're about uh, 50 or so. Uh, let me check that one as well. These are uh, 
So there are different NFTs. So the Mobix Silver NFTs, the Mobix Black, and uh, of course the Mobix Gold NFTs. Uh, they're all, uh, you know, they all have different multipliers. And uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to misquote the price. I'm not too sure. But uh, you know, yeah. No, my apologies. One uh, second, I'm sorry. I can double click. In a row. Uh, it looks like, they, yeah, they vary quite a bit. Um, yeah, some are a few hundred at them. Uh, but yeah, it's, this is one of those cool collections. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's see. So, yeah. The, 37 uh, Atom is the Mobix Gold. Oh, sorry, the Silver. You have the Mobix Gold NFTs uh, for uh, one or three Atom. And the Mobix Black NFTs, they're uh, getting minted. Nope. to talk about the bear market for um, oh yeah but shall we discuss the um the potential light at the end of the tunnel for mobile at all or uh, is that something that you want to not touch on yet uh light at the end of the tunnel too deep uh i i can say we're working actively with the kepler team we're also working internally on the mobile app so on that front uh you know i don't think we've had any progress specifically last week but conversations have been going on uh definitely from a capitalist standpoint you know the next few weeks you should see uh something uh you know going forward yeah so that is in prep for the lbp kepler apart from that uh of course on mobile we're already on cosmos station that's like from a token standpoint once the token is launched everyone will have access to it and we're ready from a native mobile app for the marketplace that is being worked on so internally there are versions on ios and android uh yeah that we've had uh, some good progress over the last week i'll say if not last week yeah uh you your your words kind of got jumbled up a little bit uh i guess one of us has a connection issue i'm not sure who um but it kind of jumbled up the last couple sentences you said okay we're did anyone else also have the same problems? Okay. Let's, uh, I mean, you can react if you had a problem. If not, that's... Yeah, anybody else have a or is it... Uh, it could just be me, but if anybody else had an issue, just uh, pop a hand up or something like that. Jerry, you also had trouble hearing? Yeah, Yuri is now a speaker. Hey, Yuri, how are you doing? How are you doing, my man? Nice to talk to you again. After It has been a while. You are always talking to Bizzle, but not to me. It's so sad. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. I think this might be having a connection issue. Um, but yeah, could you tell us a little bit about the, um, about the friend shop? Yeah, um, so once again, we did an NFT airdrop with, uh, with OmniClicks. So it, is our it was our second NFT airdrop. And uh, this time we airdropped some bear market NFTs. So we collaborated with, with an artist for that. And she designed some cool bears. And uh, we handed out these bears to all of our Ethmos, um, Atom, Osmo, and Juno stakers. And they were like able to claim uh, different bears, uh, bear NFTs um, 
on Omniflix, which was pretty cool because we just wanted to reward our stakers with that because, you know, rough times to be in crypto right now. Uh, and we just wanted to give the people a reason to get to smile a little bit. So yeah, it was actually pretty cool. So I think we added up like a couple of thousand uh, NFTs. So yeah, that was the goal of this all. And yeah, thanks, uh, thank you guys for your support. Of course, of course. Thank you for um, for doing that. A very kind gesture by you guys. Um, so, how many how many uh, delegators do you have? Um, so we, I mean, like generally, uh, we we are like on more chains than just on these four. But um, we airdropped, uh, I think, six thousand seven hundred um, NFTs um to these chains so um we are talking about 6700 individual addresses hey oh, wow. yuri or was that 67869 yeah 67 sorry sorry <laughs> yeah i i have the stats in front of me i can share those but like a kick-ass job you know i think this is the largest community drop that has uh, happened uh, in the entire cosmos space uh specifically with nfts let's see you know uh, who who will break the record for the next one but uh, you know we have uh, over 67000 yeah we have 67869 nfts uh, with 59000 unique owners so that technically gives it a decentralization ratio of 87% so yeah so it is pretty decentralized from a collection standpoint and unique owner standpoint and uh, yeah, these NFTs are uh, uh, now live on the Omniflix market. So anyone that uh, you know that can go ahead and check it out, you know, should see it in the list of collections as well as a few listed on the marketplace, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, it was like pretty massive this drop, and also Fabian uh, just tweeted a couple of hours ago, like we just um, yeah, dropped sixty-seven thousand NFTs. What did you do? <laughs> so it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty uh, pretty massive, but um, yeah, also happy to do more airdrops. I think the other one was a little bit more interactive uh, with the mm -hmm. cheesecake airdrop. So again, it was our second uh, airdrop of you guys. Um, and the NFT was also connected to a recipe, like a cheesecake recipe that I uh, made up. So I think, uh, yeah, I think there are cool, uh, cool things around the corner that we can uh, work on. So excited for the next one. And let's see, maybe we have 100,000 addresses then. Let's see. <laughs> Definitely, you know, uh, we hope that too. To increase your total number of delegators, increase your delegation, and uh, to keep the community engaged, active, you know, uh, with drops like the Cheesecake, the Bear Market Friends. Uh, is it the same artist that worked on both? Yes, yes. It's also the artist that designed our website. Um, he is like a pretty cool guy. He, he also does other uh, NFTs. Um, like, he's like an NFT artist, and uh, he basically made the whole uh friends friends so also the handshake that we have and yeah we collaborate with him on a very regular basis that's that's perfect because uh we can see that branding consistent you know the nfts the artwork you know the objects within the, both the cheesecake as well as the bear and uh you know yeah that's it's uh pretty cool to think of uh brand building efforts using nfts for the entire community you know if your stakers delegators and whoever that might not have received one, uh, they might stake for the next one. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, 100%. And I hope that the next airdrop will be a full NFT airdrop. I think that would be cool. And we would <laughs> all appreciate that. 
<laughs> correct correct we all do we all do and uh, you know like you guys put it just like how we are all bear market friends we will also be bull market friends you know exactly <laughs> so that's very nice and uh, i know this is a huge drop both the cheesecake and this one uh, a few questions around uh, you know how was your experience minting on omniflix and what did you think of it super smooth um it worked everything worked out so i mean like i i'm dr tech guy now a team i'm like um responsible for marketing but what i've heard from from our um developers um they mentioned that it was like a super smooth experience so everything worked out well and i mean now we are also very familiar so i mean we also work together on uh, on cosmoverse so uh we're like very uh familiar with um with what's going on on your side and how to use the tools um and yeah also from the previous airdrop we got some experience so as always everything worked out uh, worked out perfectly so very happy about that and also um happy to happy to see what's around the corner regarding customers oh yeah oh yeah you'll you'll probably see that pretty soon uh internally we have uh, completed quite a few of the you know details under discussion so in the next community call i think by then we'll have announced right some alpha on that yes um yeah i mean uh, i think i can't uh, say too much but what i can say is that uh, once again we will do the ticketing system uh, with omniplex so we will have nfts uh, in form of ticket and many people like reached out to ask when ticket when ticket and so on and so forth the reason why it takes long is uh, that we also want to provide people the opportunity to buy the ticket with um, yeah. with atom for example with the okay. currency not, so not only credit card so this was a little bit tricky also to, you know, connect us uh, with an NFT, uh, but we we are about to ship it. Uh, we will bring uh, the ticketing system over the finish line, finish line very, very soon. Mm. And yeah, excited. Um, I, I think like it's it's a, just a question of uh, of days when we will announce the ticket and the ticket date. Then we will also a Twitter space on uh, the Cosmoverse, um, Cosmoverse uh, Twitter account. So yeah, uh, yeah stay tuned. Yep, 100%. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, this was one of our engineering updates as well. We've uh, spent time over the last, uh, I'll say, 10 days, especially focused on this uh, from all sides, the backend blockchain, as well as uh, from an app layer, uh, UI development standpoint and design. So, you know, the entire team is uh, working on uh, putting this together with the right set of uh, tooling that we have. And uh, as you mentioned, we have the uh, cryptocurrency as well as the fiat payments. And uh, you should be able to claim your tickets as NFTs whenever you know that is released as soon as the tickets are done. So yeah, uh, it is pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, Yuri, like uh, considering you're leading marketing efforts, uh, you know, for friends, and we we all know that uh, friends does an amazing job at uh, reaching out to the community, and not only discussing topics that are relevant, but also topics from within the entire ecosystem. So, what do you think of this uh, crypto native stack for marketing? You know, a NFTs, maybe a decentralized video, maybe you know, going forward with Omniflix, it can be interactive videos with other platforms, you know, other tools. So what do you think of this uh, decentralization, decentralized stack for marketing? Because, uh, you know, there is a high probability that uh, to be able to reach out and build a community of crypto power users or crypto users or people that are in the blockchain ecosystem, this stack will become all the more important, you know, with tools like, uh, you know, maybe to execute an airdrop, 
uh, on a specific platform, NFT drop, you know, fungible token drop, and so on and so forth. So what do you think of this decentralized stack marketing? Uh, 100%, I, I think that this is um, that this is a very, very powerful, um, that these kinds of tools are very powerful for us uh, regarding marketing because actually we were discussed it on, uh, on a previous weekly call. So we do all kinds of things. So for example, we had a media company previously called DeFi Times so and we completely merged it with, um, with Friends Validator. So we are like the only um, validator in town that has um, a big YouTube channel and a podcast and a news set and everything. But all these all these products that do not get that much traction than uh, that our Web three products. So, for example, we did an airdrop um, where, like the diff airdrop, we uh, built an auto compound bot. Uh, we do all these NFT airdrops. So, all of these Web three correlated um, correlated initiatives they are way more powerful than. Uh, what we then then what we also do like the YouTube channel etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So from our experience, we definitely see that uh, whenever we kind of build something or we kind of have an impact of Web three uh, in our products, um, from a marketing perspective, it's way more powerful because the people are way more excited about it. So there are a lot of opportunities there actually, and I mean um, the the opportunities are endless because you can basically decentralize everything, and I think that's also the uh, the narrative of Web3. Yep, yep. That's uh, very right. And, uh, you know, all these, they'll have eventual, I mean, uh, I can't speak for the uh, cheesecake drop and the bear market uh, friends drop, but uh, eventually these NFTs can be a lot more than just a thank you for staking NFT. Uh, you know, they can they can give you early access to maybe, and maybe the late, so on and so forth as well. So anything that you build in theory is also like marketing, but you're like having an impact. And if it works well, and if the community is able to interact with these products and experiences and gain value from it, definitely that is you know a great community building move. And this is also investing back into the ecosystem. So yeah, that's a framework that we are very <laughs> aligned to. Because uh, we developed the InSync interface, the staking dashboard for multiple networks, and that was a lot more community awareness uh, activity uh, than we expected, and uh, it turned out to be great for us. Yeah. Yeah, and also we did this also once with this exclusive access uh, with the cheesecake NFT drop because I made this um, this cheesecake recipe, so it's like basically a cooking video. It was actually the first time I baked the cheesecake, but it worked out pretty well. So we also experimented with that. And yeah, we want to also go more into this uh, direction uh, because I think as a validator, nowadays you have to do more than just, you know, have a Twitter account. So I think all of these kinds of opportunities are a very good way for validators to uh, run the extra mile and uh, get more engagement and also, you know, expand the Web3 narrative across the whole community. That's right. You know, validators got to engage with their delegators even more. And this is one of the uh, best ways to get started. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ken, do you have anything to share with Yuri? Or Yuri, do you have anything else to share with the community? <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I had wanted to ask. So uh, when you guys do these, like, are, are I'm guessing these are able to be resold or are they non-transferable NFTs? Actually, this was funny because when we um, handed out the first cheesecake NFTs, 
uh, they got listed on Starcase and people started to trade them for like an insane amount of money. And we said, stop guys, uh, that's, that's just a thank you to you guys. So in theory, it's possible to trade them, but please don't buy it. Please don't buy it. That's um, very important to mention here. Don't buy it. Um, just stay with us and get it as an airdrop. But uh, I, for us, it's there's no intrinsic value. It's just like, hey, thank you for staking with us. Here's a cool bear. That's it. Gotcha. So, is there a, like? So there's no utility for it. It's just uh, as a thank you, and you know, maybe down the line, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get it printed on some hoodies for you. Yeah, I think uh, we are like working on these kinds of things. We also want to. Um, we are also working on kind of a friend's fashion brand at the moment, but I can't talk too much about this. So we are also like thinking about how to include NFTs here. But uh, I mean, we did this once with the cheesecake. So the cheesecake NFT has an access to. A video of mine where I show the community how to bake a German cheesecake. cheesecake. Um, so yeah, this is actually the value of the previous NFT. Um, that when holding the NFT, you can watch uh, me baking a cheesecake, and then you can bake it on your own at home as well. So this was the um, previous value of the previous NFT. But yeah, we are working on uh, things like this because I think the the key the, the key here is that. Um, we expand the social engagement of our community from Web2 platforms like Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, towards Web3 uh, and on-chain. So the key is here, like engaging like socially, a social engagement on-chain. On I think uh, this is uh, what we are trying to do here. And I think we will need a couple of years until this is really, really mass adopted because there's still some hurdles. But uh, yeah, we want to uh, go this road. I, I love the cheesecake uh, NFT design. I have not gotten to see this one yet, um, but I the the cheesecake one that I got back in uh, I guess like maybe a month or so ago. I can totally see that on like a canary yellow hoodie, uh, like extremely loud and gaudy uh, looking, and I would I would totally wear it. Yeah, yeah. We also small teaser like um, at Cosmoverse, we will do something in this in this direction with. Um, with a fashion brand on chain um but we won't we won't only focus on on fashion we will do different things but yeah now i have to stop talking but uh it's uh, we have some very cool ideas that's awesome amazing uh look forward to seeing more and uh you know it's great that uh you're using web3 to uh interact with the web3 community and uh, especially within the cosmos ecosystem so you know, more power to all of us and all the best, Shiri. Uh, Ken, do you think we should go ahead and continue our yep. community updates? Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the um, the auction uh, side of things for the marketplace that is coming up very soon, I believe. Um, and I know there's quite a few of our uh, that are very excited for that. That I think is going to be really awesome for um, you know if you have like a one of one NFT that you you know just want to put out there and see what you can get as um, you know kind of like you don't know what to price it at and you kind of just want the community to set the value for it. That's how, how's that side of the platform coming and also. Like, what do you think is the best, um, you know, utilization of it? Uh, as you rightly said, so just an update from an engineering standpoint, we've had uh, quite the few, quite few updates last week uh, with respect to auctions. 
uh, we've had progress on the CLI version. Uh, we've had uh, more progress on the DevNet as well. So overall, we should see that see uh, a testnet be uh, spun uh, up just for that, and a few more features as well uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, that is one of the most uh, important, uh, you know, uh, or that's the priority I can uh, say. Uh, for the next few weeks. And apart from that, there are a few minor updates to the chain as well that we are uh, focused on. Uh, with all these, we'll most likely have a testnet running. And uh, yeah, coming to the second part of your question regarding the utility or how best people can use this. Yes, as you rightly said, for one by one artwork or uh, one by one NFT uh, that can. Uh, that needs to have a price set by the community. This can definitely help. And apart from this, we also have a model where, uh, you know, yeah, we'll auctions get connected uh, to multiple other uh, core modules uh, going forward. So yeah, more details on that a bit later, but the first version of auctions will be pretty straightforward. People can participate. And uh, from a mechanism standpoint, the creator sets the price, uh, the details, and uh, people can start to bid over a minimum price. It's as simple as that. And it'll be in one token to start off with. And that'll be the experience right now. And going forward, yeah, people can always swap on Osmosis uh, for the token where the bid is happening in the token, uh, you know, where the auction is listed. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this won't be a sorry. this won't be a sorry I, a dutch auction oh no it won't be a dutch auction it'll be a you know an incremental more like a reserve price option uh, auction but uh even in this case the reserve price is not set because if the intent is to sell for over you know a defined price yeah we accept bids only uh, over that price, and that's about it. Oh, the Dutch, the Dutch auction was was uh, was was half kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, but the so will somebody be able to potentially in uh, in future iterations of this be able to do a blind mint with uh, with an auction? Blind mint with an auction. I was. <laughs> it's interesting. I was just thinking of that when we were talking in this call. No, not at this point in time. In future, maybe yes. How that works. But what will probably happen is they can do that even now. To execute that, you can list, uh, you know, an NFT without the actual media file, a representative NFT, get it auctioned, and later drop the actual NFT to the person that won the auction. You know, that can happen even oh. now. Gotcha. Right. So, so yeah, it, is, it is interesting how people come up with ways to utilize this infrastructure. Uh, we can only think of so many, but uh, definitely, you know, like Yuri and like the entire Cosmos community, we'll have a lot more people, you know, come up with uh, interesting mechanisms and strategies. Yeah. So right now, it's not uh, it's not possible for a person that wants to release an entire collection uh to do the entire collection by auction if they release if it's not a blind mint or is it um or is that possible if they want to release a, say a collection of 50 nfts uh and have that whole connect uh co collection minted on the site and not a blind mint uh would they be able to utilize the auction for that or no uh, maybe not so i'll explain so here it doesn't work in a blind mint style you got to list it on the marketplace itself 
if there are 50 NFTs, you'll have like 50 listings of each of those NFTs. And as soon as someone bids, auctions start, right? So that's how the mechanism currently works. Right. So, so they'd yeah. have to display all the images uh, initially. So exactly. the blind man, like you said, doesn't work. Um, exactly. They could do 50 individual auctions for that collection. Correct. Correct. But an interesting feature is there's you know, one last thing. <laughs> People can whitelist who can participate in an auction. So if I want only the friends validator, you know, or the not friends validator, but the bear market uh, friends holders to participate, I can just whitelist them. So things like that are pretty possible right now. And that's why I said, you know, there can be many interesting ways in which people can experiment. But, uh, you know, whitelisting for auctions is something that we are, uh, you know, focused on uh, primarily for private sales, you know, where people tend to, you know, might want to build up their whitelist and exclusively open it up only for their collectors, right? And so on and so forth. Yeah. That's very interesting. So that's something that'll be able to be done as a self service within the studio. Oh, yeah, all of this is, yeah, all of this is self-service. Yes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so people can literally pick, uh, you know, people that received the bear, the bear market friends validator drop, just those would get whitelisted to be able to bid on a certain NFT. Correct. That's absolutely right. That's awesome. And of course, you know, we can imagine a case where someone might have bought it during a mint or a fixed price sale on the marketplace. But they can still end up, uh, you know, listing or listing it for bidding, you know, uh, creating an auction. So this is a list type. So you can list using a fixed price bid or a, you know, or an auction, time based auction. So and so, so if I, do I still have the same functionality in terms of uh, assigning myself a royalty for future resales of the uh, NFTs, or uh, or is that different yeah. since uh, since it's an auction? No, there's there's no difference. This is a sale mechanism. Royalties are at an NFT level, so the royalties get applied automatically. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, is there anything else that uh, that we didn't cover about the auctions that you wanted to share about the timeline or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'll say a few weeks because uh, we're uh, we've currently designed and developed it from a backend standpoint, or rather the blockchain protocol standpoint because we have more clarity on the protocol we were able to design it well so that's our approach usually as well so we first plan it out from a blockchain standpoint understand what's possible what's not then plan the experience around interactions uh, in sync with every other user behavior as well as the current uh, requirement so now that is how we go ahead and uh, in this case we've completed the blockchain aspect uh, the protocol side of things, the design required for auctions, but have not started developing it. Uh, you should probably see that soon, you know, in the next few weeks, as I mentioned. Yeah. So we got a lot, uh, a lot coming for the uh, for the fall semester. Let's call it <laughs> fall semester or the post LBP phase. If we can exactly. Say exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So LBP honestly has nothing to do with any of this. We'll builders build, creators create. That doesn't stop. The token will launch. Uh, definitely, you know, there are plans around that, accelerating things. We also have, you know, just to follow up on that, 
the lbp you know uh, another set of engineering updates that we have for the week are around the osmosis lbp v2 uh, it won't be called lbp v2 but that's the code name and uh, we have a yeah we've had good progress uh, in sync with the osmosis team and we should see even better progress in the next uh, you know next two weeks yeah pretty confident about that that's that's very exciting and i i won't uh ask the burning question uh when flicks because you know that's you know that'll be shortly thereafter the uh the lbp uh completion but yes what uh what would you say is like um you know a, a reasonable timeline for that are you thinking like before the kids go back to school or um <laughs> In India, the kids are already going back to school. Oh but, wow! Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah, Q3 most likely. This is a this is a quarter that we are expecting for a lot to happen. And uh, yeah, uh, we are pretty confident because uh, you know the osmosis team is in sync. We should probably get that uh, up on a test net because devnets are happening. You know, our team members uh, Harish and uh, Ambabu as well. They are working on uh, you know being able to put this all together and uh, testing as well. So that is happening. And from a design standpoint too, you know we've had good progress on the app itself. So this will be a module that's launched on the Osmosis chain, and from there, using infrastructure on the Osmosis chain, we'll build an interface, uh, D app, uh, just for LBP or LBP V2. Oh, so well. Um, I, I remember a couple of weeks, a few weeks back, I saw Osmosis has like this new, uh, new page with like a bunch of different uh, D apps and uh, analytics tools in there. And I haven't been able to find it again. I don't, I don't know if they like took it away again or something. But um, there's a lot of cool stuff coming on Osmosis. It looks like. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are utilizing and contributing to Osmo in a different way. Uh, we are contributing from an LBP standpoint. You know, we we have other protocols from Terra as well that are launching their contracts and you know their the apps on Osmosis, uh, of course on Juno as well and some of the other Cosmos some change. But uh, yeah, Osmosis has a lot coming and we see a good future for that infra and you know hence uh, it only makes sense for Omniflix as a community to contribute back and. Uh, Help develop the Osmosis and the wider Cosmos community. Yeah, is there going to be? Or I don't know if um, getting too far into the weeds in terms of their uh, plans, but is there like, is there is there plans for like a uh, you know immersive experience with Osmosis where you have all of these DApps that operate within that platform? Uh, is that kind of like the the outlook with that? I don't think so because these are all independent apps and they have their own utility. So the experience will probably be tailor-made around the utility. So if it is the LBP, we'll have a different app. If it is, you know, the Osmosis, the swap, the AMM, uh, you know, the AMM swaps, that'll probably have a different interface. Osmosis definitely might work on an on an interface for LBPs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all permissionless, right? So we felt it was best to implement that LBP interface exclusively. Uh, for the Flix token sale, and that's the approach we're taking. So we'll still be utilizing or interacting with the Osmosis blockchain and the Osmosis LBP modules, but it might not be the Osmosis app on the front end, right? So yeah, gotcha. 
That's really interesting. And that's um, so. Will there will there be uh, other uh, communities that will utilize our LBP uh, infrastructure, or is this exclusively for Omniflix? Other people will no. be able to utilize. Yeah, yeah, of course, other people will be able to utilize, and uh, this will be very similar to how InSync was used. So we used InSync to uh, enable staking on Juno, Comdex, Fetch, uh, Litecoin, uh, Huawa. Right and uh, check so those on. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it can essentially be rebranded with anybody, any communities uh, branding to support that project's uh, LBP. Token sale. Exactly. It can be white labeled. It it'll be for, it can be forked. We'll have an open source license. Uh, so you should a developer should be able to or a chain or a project launching should be able to utilize the entire infrastructure for their LBP on Osmosis. So this can be you know other. CW20 tokens that are being launched on top of, say, Osmosis or Juno, right? They can go ahead if there are NFTs being fractionalized on Omniflix or Stargaze, you know, that those sales can happen. So, you know, the possibilities are essentially endless. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> we were pretty excited too when uh, building this infrastructure and uh, we see a lot of use cases for it and we, yeah, we'll eventually work on ways where NFT projects can also bootstrap themselves with fungible tokens. So they can fractionalize, you know, five NFTs and then initiate the sale and uh, bootstrap liquidity. And, you know, like from their collection of say 50 NFTs, they can, you know, liquid fractionalize 10 NFTs and use that for seed liquidity. And the remaining, uh, say, you know, 90% of NFTs can be sold as one by ones, you know, in an auction or a fixed price model. It can be oh, many. It can be many, many ways. Yeah, that's incredible. So, so a NFT project that's new, you know, people they might have kind of hesitations about starting an NFT project because they don't think they can do it all their on their own. But if they mm -hmm. have a, they can now uh, in the future at least be able to fractionalize, you know, a handful of those NFTs to get some liquidity or uh, funding in their, their project. Hire somebody to help them that you know if they're not. Um, you know, a designer by trade, but they have a great idea. They can hire a designer to come in and help them uh, by just bootstrapping with some NFTs. That's right. You know, these can be one by ones and the collection can be ever expanding. These need not be like a finite supply uh, PFP collection, but these can also be, you know, just collections of art. So if maybe Picasso was using NFTs today, he'd probably create one collection and just keep expanding that. I'm not too sure, but maybe that is also a possibility. And Definitely, it is possible with the current info. That's amazing. That's really exciting for uh, definitely. I think that'll be very much utilized by um, by new creators because you know a lot of them, if they need help, they don't really know where to get it. Especially, um, you know, I think that's gonna be an amazing platform. I can't wait till that comes out. Do you have any idea when that'll be? Uh, is that something that we'll see this year or next year? Oh, the NFT fractionalization part and the end. I think. Yeah. Let's see. Probably this year's, maybe early next. Uh, it depends on the priority. Uh, at this point in time, fractionalization is after staking. So once we have NFT-based staking, yeah, we should be able to work on rights. So that is non-fungible fractions or derivatives. And then from a fungible fraction standpoint, we should be able to uh, get the ball rolling maybe this year, but launch it next year. We'll have to see. But yeah, that's the priority. And for those that uh, don't really uh, know what NFT staking entails, can you kind of like go into a little bit of the weeds on that? 
just you know what that what mm-hmm. would work yeah. or how that would look yeah. and what they'd be looking for. Sure, sure thing can. Uh, NFTs taking in our context, let's just say, uh, yeah, there is a base primitive of NFT staking. You can stake an NFT and just, and that's about it. You know, you might not get any rewards. You might not, you know, uh, gain anything from a blockchain token incentive standpoint. But collections can build primitives around NFT staking. So only if you have an NFT staked, you can join an exclusive group or a channel, Discord channel, and so on and so forth. So these are some of the ways in which NFT staking can be used. So it can be for exclusive access. It can be, you know, access to a Discord channel or a web page. It can be both. It can be around licensing as well. So when it comes to your NFT, normally, yeah, uh, during NFT NYC, we saw a lot of people that, apes that could not make it to the ape fest, right? They transferred their NFTs to other people, thereby losing ownership. In this case, what you can essentially do is if ApeFest would have accepted, uh, you know, leasing of NFTs and if their contract had all those, they should be able to allow people to delegate NFTs without actually staking the, oh, sorry, without actually losing ownership. Where when you don't transfer an NFT and instead you just license it or lease it to your friend to attend the event, that is also possible, right? So like this, there are a lot of possibilities. And especially within the Omniflix context, staking is being built as a base primitive for licensing. So if you have an NFT uh, that you want a movie, a song, a track, let's just say a track, and there is another DJ that might want to produce a composer that might want to produce a club mix or a house mix, right? They should be able to, or even just curate it in a metaverse, right? It can be any which way. They should be able to take license, right? For staked NFTs. So as a creator, if you stake for say 90 days, you can license out an NFT for 60 days, right? This is how DeFi under and over collateralization works. And we aim to follow the same best practices around, uh, uh, you know, around NFT licensing so that uh, creators can make the most out of this uh, primitive and infra. Yeah. That's very interesting. So it's basically another mechanism to allow token gated access, but to kind of modify token gated access to fit different uh, different methods or use cases for uh, essentially. Correct. Different contexts and to be able to let people build different mechanisms using NFT staking. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, a few creators. So, and, sorry, I'll just add one point. We've had creators that asked if they could drop fungible tokens to their stakers, NFT stakers. Yes, that is also possible. There's no problem with that. And uh, using infrastructure like programmatic payments or stream pay that we built, you can also drop uh, tokens block by block. So you don't necessarily have to do it in one shot, in one block, and send all the tokens. So yeah, all that's possible. Oh, so if you want to do an airdrop, that's, um, you know, to kind of like avoid having, uh, you know, your community dump it right away, or, um, you know, or rather than doing like a vesting or a cliff uh, of the of the tokens, you can actually just distribute the way that, or you can modify the way they're distributed and have it be like, you know, a point zero 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 four uh, yeah. flicks gets sent yeah. every minute or every. Yeah. 
yeah that's right that's right that's exactly you know how steam pay works and uh, block by block payments and uh, yeah nft stakers also can get access to that infrastructure or creators of projects can get access to that infrastructure for uh, empowering or enabling their uh, uh, nft stakers yeah is that something that's available for self service today or is that uh, uh for, with omniflix or is that not yet uh, self service product self service okay so it's interesting because uh, the steam pay the block by block payment module is uh, open source and it is live right now people can go to sp uh, s for sun p for peter so sp.omniflix.network and they can access that uh, you know they, they can try out uh, they can claim some sp tokens and uh, they should they can try out uh, you know sending payments across to other accounts block by block or they can also schedule a payment if i want to process a payment to a vendor on the 1st of august i can do that as well so all this is possible right now uh, what's not possible right now is the integration between omniflix and uh, streampay you know that's that's deep we're uh, planning to use interchain security for that or we never know it might be part of omniflix itself the module uh, so we'll see how best we can scale that up and uh, yeah keep it more sovereign composable and uh, utility oriented yeah. so is that um so that's sp s is in sam p is in paul dot omniflix dot network yep that's right uh is it uh is that cool to share on the uh on the account here for people to check that out if they want to yeah we'll send a tweet about it let this be for people that are listening to the recording yeah gotcha absolutely um so yeah the uh the auctions we covered the um you had mentioned something about the cosmoverse app so i know that's coming up in september in medellin uh do we have any updates for the community uh with regards to cosmoverse uh, I think Yuri and myself discussed uh, most of the updates, but since you specifically asked, uh, we have been working on the app and uh, the experience is turning out to be great. Uh, we'll all have to confirm it internally. You know, there are a few more kinks to iron out before we can share more details on that, but that has been the focus. So NFT ticketing, event ticketing, you know, that that'll be something that that folks, creators, events, event organizers on Omniflix can eventually end up using. And uh, yeah, very happy to work with the Cosmos team and on, on being able to satisfy uh, all user journeys, uh, because for folks that might not have a blockchain account uh, is, I mean, yeah, we've been thinking about uh, folks like that as well. Uh, and also for folks that might want to that that are power users and want to pay only in uh, you know say atom yeah. got it um and how many people were at the lisbon event last year give or take i think it was over 700 people uh Yuri. Wow. Um, it has been um like the official number is 750 but at some point we just opened the door so it um, there were more people than 750 uh, on ground, and this year it will be even more. Uh, we are expecting between 1,000 and 1,500 people. That's incredible. That's awesome. That should be fun. 100 percent. Definitely. And even at NFT NYC, we've had uh, people 
that came down to Cosmos or they heard about Cosmos because it happened in Lisbon um, with all the other events last year. And uh, yeah, a lot of people seemed interested to come down this year as well, especially since it's in Colombia. And uh, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they want to actually go ahead, plan their trip around Cosmos, uh, CCN, sorry, DEFCON and so on and so forth. Yeah. That's yeah, really exciting. I think uh, Cosmoverse will be will be huge this year, actually. Um, also, yeah, we do it again um, in this way, so we will um, put it around other big conferences. But very cool to hear that even people in New York talk about the conference. So yeah, thanks for that. Definitely, we. I mean, not a lot of people actually know the Cosmos ecosystem. I mean, that's probably attributed to the nature of marketing, and uh, you know, the people that discover Cosmos are the ones that have tried Lego blocks and eventually end up at Cosmos. And uh, people that are not building, you know, even they discover Cosmos in their own unique way. So yeah, all the people that actually know Cosmos, they they are not only, you know, they're well aware of the ecosystem, but they're also doing good in other ecosystems, right? So we've had people that launched their projects on Ethereum, NFT projects on Ethereum. We've had people that launched on both actually Ethereum and Solana. And they are aware of Cosmos and you know the infrastructure pieces around uh, Omniflakes, of course, uh, Stargaze. Uh, they're exploring and uh, yeah, their, their uh, awareness is a lot different and they are successful on uh, Ethereum and Solana as well. So I believe there is a lot this crowd is filtered. The people that are currently involved in the Cosmos ecosystem is extremely filtered, and uh, you know, hope to see a lot more adoption while also you know, being able to retain the high quality community that we have. And like Cosmos, definitely you know, help enable that uh, all around the world. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, we we might have lost like a few of your words there, but uh, I think people got the the gist of it. Um, it's it's really incredible like I, I think one thing we're going to start to see is as more and more chains become interoperable you'll have you know communities that are live across you know four five six different blockchains um you know even more when you factor in how many are all linked up to the evm and what i think people start to find is you know you have the communities that really support you know all the projects within them and then you have the ones that don't and I, I think Cosmos is the one that, that kind of checks every box in terms of supporting each other. You know, you have NFT marketplaces collaborating with NFT marketplaces. You have, you know, people collaborating. Uh, you know, that's like what has blown me away in the few months that I've been here is seeing, you know, projects that in Web2 are, you know, de deathly competitors and they're, you know, working together and the, you know, the founding teams are like close friends and they know each other. And it's, it's really uh like a supportive environment so that's definitely i think a leg up that the cosmos has over other communities definitely 100 percent. and uh you know this is like web 2 in 2000 right everyone were processing web 1 what web 1 was and you know then people had ajax and all these dynamic apps and you know they are all friends that are building or like people already know each other because it's a very small ecosystem but you know considering cosmos is a subset of the overall crypto community and sovereign chain infra people yeah it is it is a lot less in terms of active people but uh 100 you know power empowers a lot so a lot of people don't even know they they are using cosmos but 
eventually interact with it in one or the other way. You know, a lot of them knew Terra, but uh, they didn't know it was powered by Cosmos. So the best example I came up with was you know, Terra. Although all that happened from an economic standpoint, the technology still worked, and uh, you know, it didn't go down. So yeah, in one line, they understood what Cosmos was. No, absolutely. I, I think it's a fascinating community that people are going to continue to to grow with and find out about and become very excited about. And that's why I think we'll keep growing at the at the rate that we're growing or even faster once the bear market kind of shakes uh, shakes everybody out. But um, circling back to uh, Omniflix Me, I know we've been uh, kind of saying that that's going to be coming out here shortly. Um, what's, what's the progress report on that? Like, how, how is everything looking with uh, Omniflix Me? I know we have it up on Testnet, um, and I think some people have gotten a chance to take a look at it, but I'm really excited about this, and I know a lot of uh, a few other projects that we've discussed it with briefly are excited about uh, what that'll bring to the table for our community and you know, the community at large, everyone in the cosmos. Um, can you talk about how that'll work and how other um, communities would be able to potentially utilize the infrastructure and uh, just like the development updates on it? Oh, yeah. So from an Omniflix me standpoint, yes, we have not had a lot of engineering updates last week, considering maybe in the last 10 days, considering our efforts on auctions, Osmosis LVP, and uh, of course, the Cosmos app itself. So apart from that, uh, it is up on DevNet. Uh, we did not have a lot of creators see that, but we've had community members see that. Uh, next up is creators. So, you know, hopefully we should launch uh, an early access program for people that might be interested to launch their interactive videos. Okay. So that is uh, a campaign that we have been thinking of, uh, but not yet, you know, fully internally circulated as well. So now that is a possibility. And uh, we should see most of these in place live on the next testnet, uh, you know, with auctions, with uh, interactive video, uh, you know, uh, no code self-service interactive video, configuration using Omniflix Studio, Omniflix.me. So yeah, all these probably on the next testnet will be coming up in the next few weeks. That's awesome. Uh, I'm very, very excited for Omniflex Me, and I know um, uh, quite a few others are as well. That's is that like. I think you said that's your um, your favorite platform, or am I am I projecting onto you? <laughs> no favorites. I like Omnifix the protocol. That there we go. <laughs> that's the default. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, from an interface standpoint, this is uh, this is probably one of the first true B two C apps that we uh, designed. For folks that that are familiar with a non-crypto interface, because InSync uh, is a is a very powerful B2C app. You know, a protocol can launch that, or I should say P2C. You know, a protocol to uh, you know customer mm -hmm. or consumer. Uh, so that is Omniflix InSync. Then we have the marketplace, which is a very again a crypto-native interface, or rather, it is simple. Uh, but yeah, folks got to know how to interact with the blockchain and so on and so forth. And, you know, we've, we've seen people, new people too, uh, that got onboarded easily. You know, this is like their first NFT on Omniflix. Uh, 
like their first nft ever was on omniflix and they could set up their accounts and so on and so forth so that was possible but omniflix.me is truly a b2c interface because it doesn't need people to connect their uh, blockchain accounts to actually consume content there are models around that as well where you have token gated content you have a lot of these features enabled but also folks for you know for someone to actually view their your portfolio of nfts or you know things like that you don't need to connect an account it is all accessible on mobile and you know, it is pretty straightforward so that is something that we believe will set the stage for maybe a brand guideline being published on blockchain as nfts so if you have your brand guideline guidelines logos and so on and so forth published as nfts you don't need the other person a journalist uh, someone that's not very friendly with blockchain or familiar with blockchain they can still go there and right click and save the ipfs image file and that's the point of a brand guideline or you know your media kit it's not like right click save has to be disabled right and so on and so forth so these are some of the things that we are working on to present to the community so that you know again as yuri mentioned people that are familiar with web web 2 interfaces but are in web 3 they need to be onboarded easily and also provide you know we also have a responsibility to provide native web 3 experiences to power users of web 3 right so covering both extremes we believe the average case scenario will be solved Uh, and uh, sorry to deviate from the topic, but I um, I just had a chance to take a look at the uh, uh, at the uh, bear market bear uh, that edible. Or I'm sorry that that cheesecake looks like it could be an edible, judging from the, uh, the little teddy bear, just from the vibe I'm getting from him. But I love it. The edible gummy bears? <laughs> no, the cheesecake I think might uh, have a little something in it. Yeah, I, I said to Fabian the same thing. Um, this uh, this bear is very relaxed. Let's say it like this. <laughs> very relaxed in the uh, in the bear market. We love it. That's right. That's right. So yeah, beautiful work. We've had some of the Flix fam community members also comment that it was cute. Uh, Flix fanatics as well. So yeah, I think it is pretty interesting. and creative uh, from the french team that uh, they're uh, executing these uh, campaigns and drops yeah. i love it i'm so I, i'm so happy i got one uh, now i now i know i got to i got to like i got to be diplomatic with my uh, staking i got to i can't stake it all with omniflex <laughs> you shouldn't do that as well so you're going the, <laughs> the right track and helping the cause with decentralization so you know the more the merrier absolutely Uh so then I think the last thing we got to cover today is um is the Flix Fanatics uh updates is Super Arrow with us? Let's see. Let's uh Super or Money if you're up uh, and, Yeah, can talk about uh details or activities by the Flix Fanatics in the last week or 10 days. You know, feel free to request. Uh Otherwise, can you know before they can join us? Is there anything else that you'd like to cover? Oh, I see. We have uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I... yeah hey, Jimmy, we have a question. question. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Although I'm a bit confused, I got Omniflex on the left side and Stilla on the right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to 
what you were talking about. I have to admit, I do have some pretty major concerns, though. Um, I guess one of my major concerns is, what do we really need this? Is it really necessary? Is it better than Thorchain? Uh -huh. Would it, just because it's native to Cosmos? Does it really... I, I sometimes I see these projects like Seller Network and kind of projects that are multi-chain. They push things through about bridges. And I, I understand the purpose for them, but I, I have to question not necessarily why they have a token, right? But why can't they just be an add-on, right? Because to, to an extent, do you really need a token to use your project? I mean, do you do we really need to use your native token? All right. Hey, can you guys hear me? I think Jimmy yeah. stopped speaking. I heard the entire question though. Uh, yeah, now we can hear you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you guys can hear me? No, we heard you. Okay. Cicely, you heard him, right? Yep, yep. I did. I did. So yeah, uh, quickly. You know, answering your question, Jimmy. Yes, we are building native infrastructure. You know, again, that's powered by IBC, not bridges at this point in time. If we have to connect with maybe a different blockchain like Ethereum, we'll have to use a bridge, but also, you know, there is a native interface. There is a native bridging solution with Gravity and Axlar within the Cosmos ecosystem that are proven and tested. So at this point in time, that's where we are at. And the question about, uh, does your project need a token, right? So we've proved that uh, by not launching a token and just launching a chain. So in theory, for listing and selling NFTs, you don't need the Flix token, but you know, for, to perform transactions on the chain, you need the token, right? Like that is one use case. And when you're talking about Thor, the Thor chain, right? Of course, you know, people that are room holders, you know, if they they might not have a native infrastructure on ThoughtChain itself, but they can utilize Omniflix and list their NFTs in Rune or you know any of the other supported native tokens. Uh, so this is this is where we are at from an infrastructure standpoint. So we are composable, we're sovereign, we're yeah. Even I if mean, atomic composability is certainly like a big issue. I do respect that. I mean, obviously, not a lot of projects do attempt to to take this on hand and and figure it out, right? Um, and I definitely think that there's value there. Again, there are not many atomic composability projects, right? Like how many are there? Maybe there's two or three out there that I know of. Oh, uh, at least from, uh, from the number of chains that use IBC, we have 50 of them with the potential to do that. Who is doing what is a different question altogether because it depends, because these are all app chains. Uh, you know, for example, Omniflix doesn't handle DeFi. You know, we 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 interact. We handle with... NFTs. Yeah, exactly. We do NFTs and NFTs only in this case. So, like, Seller Network uses bridges. Thorchain uses liquidity pools. You use swaps, right? And the difference between what you do and what they do is that you have figured out the atomic composability problem without using a bridge and without using liquidity pools because you're just focused on NFTs. And, you know, it is IBC compatible. But one must ask, there aren't that many games on Cosmos, right? And 
there aren't that many games on IBC compatible projects, you know, to be honest either. So most games are being built on Solana. That's just where the money is. And then there's a lot of games coming out on, you know, some other projects. But on the IBC ecosystem, I'm not aware of many games. Now, whether or not there will be a layer that you're covering where you can push NFTs across things, to me, it, it, it seems to me like it, an overcomplication. So, for example, the way that Gala Games is figuring out this issue, I'm, I'm sure you know this, right, is that rather than figuring out atomic composability through having an extra layer, the nodes themselves essentially acquire the NFTs, hold the NFTs, and you can send NFTs between the nodes within the within those nodes, within the games within those nodes, right? So, for example, if there's 10 nodes and there's three games per node, those three games, you send the NFTs through. So that's like a server for Minecraft where you have like 10 servers and those NFTs would work, for example, in each of those servers. And if you want to send the NFTs between servers, then those nodes have to come to consensus that you can send those NFTs, right? And I think that's an interesting way of figuring out the atomic composability issue because at least there's a consensus element, right? But in your case, you have to admit your atomic composability problem isn't necessarily solved because you have projects that are IPC compatible that don't necessarily want your NFTs, correct? Even if they're building games, right? They can hey, still reject... Really quickly, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if you could just explain what, uh, uh, for like the people that don't uh, particularly know. What no, you're I think about, you should you explain it. Me? Sure, Cicely, can, uh, can you kind of give people an idea of what that uh, what he's talking about or uh, atomic composability? Okay, so because we have Cosmos folks that might be listening to this, uh, atomic composability in you know from what we understand is uh, interchain queries and interchain execution of uh, events in different runtimes. So if you have, uh, you know, an NFT on Omniflix, uh, you can maybe, you know, go ahead and pay for the NFT in a, in a token, right? That is a direct IBC transaction. When it comes to composability, maybe, uh, you know, an NFT on Omniflix should enable a vote on a DAO-DAO proposal, you know? Or something like that, a contract, or interact with a contract on Juno. That's when you'll have the, you know, problem statement or design space of uh, composability, atomic composability. And when you know, probably Jimmy says talks about atomic uh, composability, it is primarily around the atomicity of transactions, so atomic transactions, atomic swaps, right? And uh, Jimmy, I'll say, you know, atomic swaps are one thing. IBC, the infrastructure is another thing. So in this case, we're technically not you know, using atomic swaps, but that is where, you know, that is how this can be looked at as well. So in this case, uh, you know, when you talk about games, right? So we've had Omniflix. So yeah, uh, I just wanted to state something. Games are also being built on Polygon, right? A lot. And the reason for that is because of, you know, of course, Solana for the speed of uh, the execution, uh, uh, the execution virtual machine, right? And execution of the virtual machine and even on, Polygon, you have the capability of Tendermint, which is uh, serving these high-paced transactions. So we believe you know, there are not enough games in the Cosmos ecosystem yet, because there's a lot of infrastructure tooling that needs to be developed before we can increase adoption as a community. But at the same time, when you asked about Omniflix and games and NFTs, right? Yeah, there might be a lot of people that might want or might not want Omniflix NFTs. And it's all permissionless, right? We are connected to 13 chains, all through IBC, and 
you know tokens from four chains are being accepted for nft sales and you know uh, collection of nfts so that is happening as well and we've have we've had our infrastructure or omniflix the blockchain get forked by game development studio to build their metaverse infrastructure so they are enabling building of multiple metaverse worlds or virtual worlds within their powered by their own blockchain and we believe yes it might be you know uh, too technical right now it might be it might not seem worth it but we appreciate the sovereign nature of infrastructure right terra went down torch and dream go down you know terra you know the economic model of terra might have collapsed but the technical infrastructure still exists and it is it still works when it comes to communication with other chains you know yeah they have been disabled by the community but that's all sovereign infrastructure and we appreciate that because we are not dependent on any other ecosystem when it comes to standards yes there are a lot of standards you know at least within nfts on the in the ethereum world uh, on solana as well uh, on flow tezos and some of the other blockchains as well and to an extent you know they all start off as being 721s and then in, end up with their own uh, you know standards for dynamic nfts composable nfts and so on and so forth so at this point in time we are able to support standards multiple standards right within the blockchain and we believe with omniflix people or creators or projects are giving their nfts right be it a collector curator can uh, i quickly ask you though i mean so it should be said i mean i understand your point that what you're doing is allowing sovereignty meaning that if games decide to build on cosmos or ibc they have their own chain that chain is connected to other chains it is in many ways a more dynamic bigger more potential kind of world if that makes sense now if you compare that to gala games and the only reason why i mentioned gala games is you know very well they were trying to figure out this issue of composability but from like another perspective right like rather than having it being sovereign games are contained within their own ecosystem obviously that means that they're they're not sovereign right you build on gala games you are not a sovereign entity right if gala games is nodes go down your game is definitely going to go down most likely until they like have massive scale cuz each game is supposed to be a validator now one question i have is so the way that gala does it and i'd like to hear your opinion on this so gala curates and executes based on its own governance right and then those sandbox and other studios they send their townsar and um, random nfts through to the random distribution algorithm and then that goes to the node network right and then from there it queries the public data on the on the um basically on the the public databases with those endpoints right and then it writes the distribution seed daily to show the provable randomness right so in that way it figures it out now my question to you is um the way that you're solving it it isn't necessarily faster you have to admit that right so games that are going to be coming to you, it will really have to be the value proposition of being sovereign right it's not faster unless i'm wrong am i wrong am i wrong so yeah definitely a distributed ledger is not faster than a centralized database but when they're when they are looking at their nodes you got to think about the total number of validators that are validating their chain right and in this case cosmos can be optimized to serve you know a lot lot many transactions than the 6000 that we see uh, typically as a benchmark but uh, you know if it's gala they can definitely build their own ecosystem and one small point i wanted to 
mentioned was they are not isolated. I mean, if they build, uh, they build on top of the Cosmos ecosystem, and uh, or rather, if they build with the Cosmos ecosystem and build with IBC. So this is like Axie and Ronin, but Ronin minus the bridge interaction, right? So Ronin. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Like, uh, I think every single major uh, solidity-based blockchain has had their bridge hacked. Hor the Horizon bridge from Harmony was hacked four days ago, wiping out its entire TVL overnight. And then the Solana wormhole bridge was hacked. That was a lot of money. And then obviously running got hacked. It's all very, very sad. A lot of people lost money. A lot of people lost money. Very sad. And some of these were, you know, pretty, I won't say silly, but they were... Um... You know? No, the Horizon one's pretty silly to tell everyone what happened. There were four signatures for the wallet. Four. Two of them were needed to drain the funds. The hacker, apparently it's North Korea. That's what the rumors are. Rumors are Got the yeah. two signatures. Yeah. And then I mean, took that, Yeah, that's the problem with all the bridges, be it the wormhole or horizon is. Like, I mean, they are the third-party bridges which which are not directly linked to the blockchains himself, like IBC. So in, in IBC, the blockchains directly communicate with each other through the messages. So that removes all the third-party risk and everything, and that enables this uh, security through the IBC in general. Yeah, no, I respect the fact that you're trying to do this um, it should also be said that I guess one of the reasons why a lot of games don't use IBC is that, um, you know, when they come to a chain, the fact that they're building a bridge, it, the truth is, guys, there aren't that many assets native to IBC, right? Sistella. There's like, USDC is yeah. not native, and I think that's definitely an issue have you thought about how to fix that too? Because that's like that's a definite problem with atomic composability, right? So like, if your assets are not native, I mean, anyway, I mean, at at some point beyond NFTs, because NFTs to me seem like the easy fruit, right? Could it be that the assets? Because that's really what IBC needs right now. It's something like Thorchain, but native to IBC. Actually, yeah, you you can call me Sisla. Like Tesla, but with the S. So, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the thing here is that, yes, this has been a problem within the community. Uh, Osmosis and some of the other chains are also exploring native USDC integration. So not just USDC, but native asset. And honestly, two reasons for games or using IBC. One, the code, I mean, hardcore developers that are in Web3, they themselves are not exploring uh, the Cosmos ecosystem or sovereign chain infra. And even if they did, they might have considered other options where, you know, we we have Ronin or you know, Ronin, which is the proof of stake network for Axie Infinity. For those that are not aware of, that is a proof of stake chain, but not powered using Cosmos. Then you have like other chains that are being built, app-specific chains, ecosystems that are not powered by Cosmos. People are trying out various things. Uh, there probably is no wrong answer at this point in time because, or there might be quite a few, we never know. 
but it is the architecture and the decisions that these teams take uh, that will impact the end of uh, the the end uh, product so at this point in time we don't see a lot of native defi developers which uh, you know where defi is a very vibrant ecosystem at least within the web3 space and we don't see a lot of folks with those uh, you know uh, that are developing using ibc but we've seen well, I mean, after Terra collapse, right? Sorry? I mean, after Terra, Terra collapse, there's like a lot less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Terra was a huge ecosystem, but they were building within their ecosystem, right? It was not like a promoted yeah. Cosmos or, you know, honestly, like even, even Rune, yeah, sorry, even Torchain, they built with Cosmos. Everyone probably knows, but, you know, not everyone that knows Torchain knows that they're using Tendermint or, you know, maybe Cosmos, right? So people might just speculate on Rune and all the DeFi features that the protocol has. So just like that, we believe there will be a lot more uh, projects that will eventually realize the potential of Cosmos and move uh, within the ecosystem. May I ask, the Polygon IBC thing, what happened to that? When are they going to finish their IBC uh whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Don't know, man. I've, I've asked, so I've, I've been to NFT NYC recently. We've, I've been talking to a lot of these protocols. That's when we had the Harmony hack also happened. And uh, there were people with me right there that were, you know, community, develop, uh, community developers in the Harmony ecosystem. So they too felt a need for IBC. Polygon guys, you know, they mentioned that they can connect me with the tech guys and get back. I've been talking to some of the tech guys from Polygon itself, Polygon Technologies, not Polygon Studios. So they mentioned that it is being considered, uh, but at the same time, there's no... Oh, it's not being worked on? Sorry? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the thing is, like, for a lot of smaller chains out there, especially for the Harmony projects, they're all moving, right, because of the hack. And a lot of them are moving to Polygon, but I think it's it, it's very sad because there aren't that many EVM but IBC compatible projects. I mean, other than Avalanche, right? Um, but even building on Avalanche is problematic, right? If you want to be connected to IBC. Yeah, you can build an EVMOS. Uh, so that is there. Uh, Avalanche has a very interesting concept around subnets and EVM uh, compatibility, as well as I know for a fact they're working on IBC composability as well even Polkadot. So the projects, the protocols, they realize, right? Like, as you rightly said, if there is a, a smaller project or a protocol, people might move to where the money is, but at the same time, where the infra is as well. And, you know, Polygon definitely has the potential. EVMOS is ready. So if people want to deploy Solidity contracts, they can do that on EVMOS right now and still stay compatible with IBC. Uh, yeah, I think the problem with EVMOS is that, you know, it's the whole infrastructure thing, right? They don't have an API 3 connection, right? They don't have a chain link connection, right? They don't have um, yeah. the nice looking wallets and stuff like that that Terra had. So I think, you know, for right now, I think a lot of people are just holding off. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm waiting for some kind of EVM chain to be able to be connected to IBC that I can use your project, right? And let's say send if I'm building a game. I can uh, have NFT sent from my game to a partner game, right? Um, let's say that my game is a medieval war game and your game is a magical game. We do a partnership. You have magical swords. You send it to my project. It's airdropped to some of the users in my project and so on, right? That would be an example of what should be possible. 
this is not paused right now. Sisla, is that something that Axel is working on? Yeah, we have composability between Axelor, yeah, of course, Heatmos as well, Osmosis. To be able to do that, but uh, you know, maybe as Jimmy said, Heatmos is pretty new. It's been like a few months, you know, since. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we believe we can see accelerated. The team behind Heatmos is great. They've been native. Uh, both they've worked in the Ethereum ecosystem as well as uh, a lot in the. You know, the only problem with being new and small is that Chainlink won't take you seriously because you're new and small, right? Huh. Like if you were Polygon and you're you're had Sequoia backing you, Chainlink would finish the integration tomorrow. But so that's the only problem that I worry about for EVMOS. Like these are important things because by being even compatible, you're expecting DeFi to come. But without those things, DeFi may not come. Mm-hmm. It'll take some time, but uh, we believe the EVMOS team will get there. You know, Polygon, Polygon's tech was not integrated into Chainlink on day one, and neither Chainlink was Chainlink on day one. So. You know, every every project will grow. We are optimistic. That's true. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. It was a very interesting conversation. Thank you for sharing all your opinions. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you. I'm building a game. Yeah, no, I'm building a game. Think about using your your thing. But we are probably going to an EVM chain. So um, sorry about that. Hey, no problem at all. This is for the wider ecosystem. So all the best. We hope to see you grow within the EVM ecosystem and eventually explore Cosmos. Yeah, it was a very interesting debate. Thank you for sharing uh, your insights and your uh, your feedback and your questions. Uh, Super Era, do you want to update us on the uh, ongoing uh, occurrences of the Flix fanatics? Oh, why not? Uh, thank you, everyone, for the opportunity to speak. Uh, so also welcome, uh, Sisla, and welcome, Ken, uh, back to posting the, the space. Last week we had uh, Chetan and we had Dan, and they you know, explained a lot of updates. So now we have more updates by you. And I hope, uh, before I will give the update, can I ask a question? Sisla, when are we seeing the next community update 40? Is it going to happen this week or uh, next week, Monday? Yeah, this week. No, 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 it'll be this week. Uh, we should have got that done. You know, got delayed by a few but uh, not definitely yeah, these community calls offset. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Okay. So uh, meanwhile, you were uh, promoting Omniflix in New York. We were we were trying to uh, include our community here, uh, trying to have as much interaction as possible because uh, we at Omniflix, whether it's Flix Crew or Flix Fanatics, we believe that even though the the beer market is upon us, the NFTs collectors and creators should not stop building their portfolio and projects so we have we had a omimflix uh, event last week uh, which was uh, handled successfully and uh, then on saturday last saturday that was on the 25th we had an ama on discord and uh, it was open for everyone and we really had a great time uh, Tariq Ritz was also there. I can see him there too. And uh, we discussed about a lot of things, uh, including NFTs and other spaces. Um, Money mentioned about the ICS uh, 721 standard. And uh, that really got a lot of us uh, excited. Uh, similar to how I was when Sisla mentioned that uh, NFT staking is coming soon. And I'm sure a lot of us are looking forward to that. Then on Sunday, on the 26th of June, we had a uh, 
quiz which we which we conduct every week it is at 1400 hours utc on discord and 1430 hours utc on telegram and uh, we have plenty of new participants there who uh, tried to answer some very simple questions about omniflix uh, hub and omniflix was and uh, we we give away nfts for those and this week we had selected some music nfts which uh, we had distributed to the winners and uh, they were kind enough to even share it on their twitter by tagging us so we we were we were quite happy that they liked it and uh, we will also continue doing the quiz every week so the next quiz will be on the 3rd of july at uh, on the same time and uh, we will we'll see what uh, new nfts we can give away for the winners that apart now tomorrow we have a collection launching on juno after successful launch of juno bunny business now we will have a crypto day generates launching tomorrow so as flix fanatics we also looking forward to that uh, any any new collections we always get excited including the drop we had today and i personally got one which i shared and i even uh, linked it on the space for everyone to see because uh, this was amazing more than 67000 nfts as a thank you that's that's amazing that will bring a lot of uh, lot of community to the platform where they will be able to discover about uh, about how omniflix as an nft platform is not just an nft platform but uh, you have so many different kind of assets including uh, music nfts or uh, there are there is a book nft which is coming there are pvps there are so many different options there there are so many tokens which are available so i can buy an nft on uh, on atom or juno and i can probably list it on osmo or huawa token and there are more coming up um, of course with the flix token launching in few weeks which we are all so excited and looking forward to so yes so that we are going to be doing now uh, what we have started uh, as a flix fanatic initiative is that on a daily basis on our twitter at flix fanatic will be sharing about one of the collections so that will you know um, also make the the flix fam and other community aware about what kind of collections we have and also we give an exposure to the creators um, from from our space and we will be sharing some memes too because uh, last time we discussed uh, we had a very interesting thought that uh, memes and infographs really makes it more interesting for people to you know look at and uh, and learn about uh, omniflex so going forward we have decided to share more memes and more infographs than uh, text simple text messages and hopefully the flix fam will like those any questions i'm ready to answer thank you thank you so much jabrera you're, you're the best in case many wants to add something many you can go ahead and real quick let's just give a quick give a quick shout out to uh cosmos spaces <laughs> And uh, Party Grades and uh, Tangled has a new uh, interactive video that I believe either went out yesterday or today, uh, talking about the IBC uh, interplan interplanetary battle game, battle cards. Uh, if you complete the video, you get a uh, starter deck from uh, the IBC card game, and you can, I believe, start playing with that, if I'm correct. Um, 
Super Eric, can you... Uh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Ken. Uh, I mean, if you're aware, uh, does everyone that complete, uh, complete the video get an IBC deck, or is it one lucky not, winner? Not an entire deck. They get, I think, a starter deck. Uh, or Tangled, if you want to speak on that real quick, um, how, how that works. I think oh, it's something yeah. that gets ready to, they, they can start yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, before before we can have Tangled potentially come down. So yeah, quick shout out again to Tardigrades Tangled. You know we have a crew member and founder there with us, Flix Fanatics. Shout we, out to we, Earnmost as well, since we're talking all about uh, Evmos. Shout out to Earnmost on their sick APYs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, Week chain for the cute Tardigrade profile picture. Uh, crypto burger, you know, I think it is, uh, you know, these are the bears, fed bears on Omniflix, but, uh, yeah. And Jacob as well, Adel, Sandra, Elon, thank you all for joining us today. Yeah. And Tangled joins us now to talk about his, uh, his new IBC video. Hey everyone. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on. Of course. Uh, so yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how that works and uh, what people get for uh, for learning about the project? Yeah, so just to confirm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if it's launched yet or anything like that, but um, as you know, we've worked on uh, IBC Game and it's an interactive video uh, leveraging OmniFlix's infrastructure again and, and the interactivity. So I think... The main thing is just to highlight, again, another Genesis collection on uh, OmniFlex Market. And what what will happen is when you watch the interactive video, uh, it will walk you through how to play the game. There's a couple of very easy quiz questions that if you're paying attention to the video, obviously in the uh, OmniFlex style, you'll have a multiple choice and it'll just walk you through um, how to play interplanetary battle card game. And then by the end of it, uh, if you finish the entire Flix quest, um, by the end of it, you will um, be prompted with a, a special link to go to a gated private uh, website with a password. And if you enter, if you go to the website, it's on tanglednfts.com, but there's a special a link that you'll be provided when you finish the Flix quest. You'll have a password, and what you can do is download the sample starter deck. So you can download an actual um, full usable starter deck that is not going to be minted. It's not going to be for resale, but it it's basically try before you buy. So anyone, any member uh, in the in the cosmos can utilize the, the starter deck and play with the community. Um, and 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 just get a feel for how to play the game. And on top of that, um, Omniflix and Tangled NFTs in collaboration, we're also going to be um, uh, airdropping to all the participants of the Flix Quest that com- that successfully complete the Flix Quest. They'll have a special edition collaboration NFT airdrop to their wallet. So. Um, not only you know if it, not only do you get a starter deck so you can interact with uh, interplanetary battle cards community um, and try before you actually get a, a deck, you also get a special commemorative uh, Omniflix slash 
uh, Tangled NFTs NFT. Um, so yeah, when that launches, um, then and I'll be sharing everything and uh, along with anything that uh, Omniflix posts on on the socials. So. And just so you know, Tangled, it is live. Uh, I just asked Super Era if you could uh, share it in the uh, in the space here, so that people can check it out and uh, and get involved in the uh, in the game. And when does the playoffs? Uh, when does that playoff run start? The tournament. Yeah. So I, I think the the main thing is you know once it's live um, and and once the Omniflix interactive video is live, I think um, maybe on Friday as well I'll join in the in the creator Flix chat. Uh, just to talk about that a little bit more. But in terms of what's happening specifically with interplanetary battle cards, as as you know, uh, June was primarily to community build and to to tease the um, live game. So obviously interplanetary battle cards has been in the wild for a good month now, testing, gaming, stress testing. We've been tweaking the rules, tweaking the the mechanics. And I think um, we have a, a good amount of time under the hood and everyone's really getting familiar with how the game works. And I think June has been successful in, I think it's been a really successful campaign on on testing the mechanics of the game in the wild. And so in July, we're gearing up for the championship. So now uh, any person that owns a IBC starter deck, it, that owns an actual tournament regulation starter deck. I think there's only about seven left, actually. Um, so we started with uh, 30 full decks. There's only about seven decks left, um, and, and that's it. That's the entire um, IBC uh, collection minted. But um, anyone that owns a starter deck will be able to participate in the championship in July. So this is, I think, I think I'm not entirely sure, but I think this is the first nft pvp tournament that's going to be hosted um in the cosmos um it's it's going to be a double double elimination style tournament it's going to be double um elimination bracket Uh, we're hoping for at least 16 gamers hopefully we have the full you know 20 30 gamers if possible but um i'm going to be opening up registrations in the next week and any IBC owner will have free participation in the championship. And what we'll do is we'll work our way through all the way up until the grand finals. And what the prize pool is at the moment is, um, and and I have to do a shout out to uh, Kobos, who I think he's taken a hiatus um, from social media. He's off Twitter now, but he's actually, we have a, um, IBC game community member that purchased uh, some very ultra rare cards and he donated them for the purposes of the championship. So I have to do a shout out to him and thank you for your support. But essentially we have for the prize pool, the winner will be entitled to the King Cosmos ultra rare um, IBC game card. Uh, on top of a minimum of 20 Osmo. So that's first place. Second place, we have another ultra rare card, which is the Omniflixter ultra card, and then a 10 Osmo prize pool. And third prize is also one more ultra rare card. Um, And just to 
just to clarify, each ultra rare card is worth 25 Osmo. So we've got first, second, and third. We've got the rarest cards available in the collection, and we've got a minimum of 20 Osmo for first place, um, 20 Osmo tokens, and 10 Osmo for second place. So there you go. I think um, hopefully what we'll, what we'll do is by the end of July, sometime in the last few days of July, um, we'll know the grand finals and we're going to coordinate a date that works for everyone. Uh, and we're going to have a live tournament uh, available for the Cosmos. So everyone can join in on the Discord, whether that's going to be on Omniflix Discord or Knots NFT Discord, because I'm obviously a not supported artist. Um, and then we're also going to have a Flix Talk, um, uh, a, a, like a um, Twitter Spaces live. So what we'll have is a medium where you're watching the game live on Discord happening in real time. And then you're going to have myself and maybe someone else like Cosmos DeFi or even Chev, you know, who knows um, who's going to be the commentators. But we're going to have two commentators live on, on Flix Talk talking everyone through the game. And we're going to see this, this play out uh, in real time. So, you know, that's the perfect world and let's work towards it. Um, and that's the July genesis championship that sounds awesome i'm very much looking forward to participating in it um i feel that was money well spent on the uh on the deck as well because uh you did a really great job designing them i really appreciate it chev and um look let's hope you're not the commentator you you could be the grand grand finalist but you know if you don't make it that far um would love to have you on as a co-commentator I love that, um, but I, I definitely, at, at the very least, I hope I come in uh, second place because then I, then I get the Omniflix, uh, the super rare Omniflix card, and that's like getting super super era plus an Omniflix card. You got to do some training before that, and also um, <laughs> anyone out there, I know there are a few IBC gamers that haven't doxed themselves yet, that haven't confirmed um, that they're participating because. We have a, a an active member set of about you know between eight to twelve gamers here and there, but there's um I'm pretty sure there's at least twenty unique owners at minimum. So you know whoever you are out there, it could be the time to reveal yourself and start getting amongst the uh getting amongst the games and start start training. So again, remember the Genesis Championships happening in July. The promotion is going to be happening within a week, and and it's timely that uh, Omniflix is releasing the IBC game. So if anyone's sitting on the fence and they haven't quite decided if they want to join in, you know, participate, complete the Flix quest, get around the Omniflix infrastructure, the marketplace, um, IBC game, and then you'll also get a free uh, starter deck that is isn't an NFT, but you'll be able to try the game, get amongst it before the championship, and get get amongst the prize pool. Well, thank you okay. so much for joining us and sharing that. That's amazing. Okay, uh, Ken, let's make this more interesting now. Uh, of course, I've just linked the link to the interactive video by them. So anyone who wants to participate can go to the the tweet there by Flix Fanatics, and there is a link through which you can participate. Also, this Sunday, when we will be having a quiz on the 3rd of July on Discord and on uh, Telegram, the winners will get an IBC card NFT as a reward so that they can participate in the, in the event. Excellent. Thank you so much, Super Air.
And uh, I think Stargaze Chad has joined us, and he has a question or comment. I do not. I was actually just going to say, um, I just really like the idea of the card game. <laughs> Medic. Sorry, I really like the uh, the last speaker and the um, what is behind the idea behind. I'm not sure what it's called. I'm trying to get the understanding of it. The uh, card game on chain. Yeah, yeah thanks, Stargate. Oh, sorry. Chad? Absolutely, yeah. Well, no, I was just asking, we have a doctor in the house for Stargate, Chad. Yeah, I think I'm okay now. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Yes, yeah, Stargate, Chad. Thank, thanks for your comment. Um, you know, I don't know, are you asking about the idea of interplanetary battle cards, or are you just... Um, yeah, I actually uh, had a question on, like, the uh, rarity and... Just because I haven't been able to really jump and dive into it, but I am familiar with like, um, you know, like card games and like Magic the Gathering. But I just, I just wanted to say I like that you're the way you're getting the community involved. I think that's like a real, like alpha move. Um, I think more projects need to do that, and you know, focus more on the gameplay, more on the involvement, and not so much the picture and how they can sell it sell it to the the end user as something pretty but you know really focus on the utility behind it and people will get behind of any picture really if they if they feel like the utility is there yeah thanks thanks for that comment and i think um i think that's that's the reality is you know i didn't set out to create um a a, a card game intended to flip for profit so I think the one thing that um, I focused on was really genuine attempt at creating a game and it was going to live and die on whether or not it was usable and it was playable because ultimately if you market something as a, a PVP trading card game, if it doesn't, if you can't use it for that purpose, you're just going to get slammed. Like I think, the reality is if I went out and tried to market something as a PVP game, but ultimately the game didn't work or if it was buggy or, um, you know, it, it was just not usable and it was purely more about flipping more of the rarer cards, then I think um, it, it wouldn't achieve its purpose. So a lot of the front-end thinking took a long time. So even though I only launched it, end of may start of june i did a lot of front-end thinking and i worked closely with knots nft and i did a lot of um like in real life testing with people who like magic the gathering hearthstone and um, a lot of um, trading card games in real life and getting some real real feedback and uh, even even the the medium um that you use right so the difficult part was trying to envisage how you could play um, a card game similar to in real life, but um, I didn't have the resources to create a full-blown uh, developmental stage Web3 app or anything like that. You know, I'm a solo artist. I have limited resources. But what I did was create a live tool on Excel where instead of having to calculate things in your head and try to figure out the maths, you could just input the um, attack and defense points on an Excel sheet that's live and it tells who wins, who loses, what your score is at any given time. So I thought as far as possible, I, I created um, 
a system that was as easy as possible to play. And, you know, it's, again, it's not a AAA development studio game, but it is a, a genuine PvP game that leverages the history and the um, events of the Cosmos. So it's, it's a, it, for all Cosmonauts, I think they can align with it from an artistic perspective because they can see what's happened over the last 12 months and they can see it in the cards but then they can also play the game so i think there there is the two elements where there's true collectability there's high relevance to the cosmos ecosystem and um also there's an organic tradability to it so you can see already on omniflix um it's about 80 percent minted in terms of starter decks but there's also a secondary market where people are trading individual cards that um, better suit their um, deck composition. So you can see some of the strong players buying certain utility cards, buying certain attack battle cards, so that um, it can round off their attack strategies and the way they play the game. So, And I think, look, Chev is also a player of the game, so um, I think he might be able to comment on the mechanics and as a player, um, as opposed to me being the creator. So, you know, if you want to ask any questions about the game and how, how easy it is to play, I think he would be able to answer that as well. He's had a few games under the belt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the uh, the scorecard that you made definitely makes it a lot easier to to tr not just, like, uh, follow the game, but to, you know, since there's not, like, a, a, an actual uh, interface for it at the moment and we're kind of playing it, uh, like, off the grid, it, the scorecard that you made, since it updates real, in real time, it makes it a lot easier. And I think now that you have this video out, that plus the scorecard, you know, everybody should be able to pretty easily follow, um, you know, the process. And it's, you know, it's it's pretty simple arithmetic to follow the, you know, the structure of the game round by round. Uh, the only thing that gets, I guess, maybe uh, that threw me off at first was like the that I go twice in a row um but once you have like the like this video kind of makes that easy you understand how everything works and then the scorecard um you know you just got to make sure like in a, when you're playing golf that your opponent doesn't you know it doesn't cheat you out of a point and you're, you're good to go but the honor no one you know it's it's the honor system yeah so i hope i hope that answers your question stargaze chad um and and like uh chev said it, it is at the moment it's about sports sportsmanship sports personship and so you do have to keep an eye on the score. The the scorer has to be honest. And when it comes to a tournament where you're dealing with prize pool, you're talking about Osmo tokens, you're talking about super rare ultra cards that um, are actually very difficult to get off market. So I didn't I didn't have these ultra cards available. They were swept up um, on mint by one person. But fortunately, that one person bought the um, bought the ultra cards not to flip but actually to support the development of the community which was very fortunate for me because um they provided the cards back to me to use for the genesis championship but yeah again like um chev was saying um if you need to like one of the steps that you can do as part of playing the competition is how do i know that my opponent is the owner of these cards. How do I know? And that's the thing with Omniflix is you can verify ownership of the NFTs and, and the cards that you're using because the wallets are available in viewable 
um, online. You know, they're, they're available to view. And so there are steps to verify deck ownership and card ownership. And then there's also the trust system. So just to make sure that you're monitoring the scoring and, and as it's rolling out. And, um, yeah, so the plan is hopefully after all the data is collected and after all the championship is run um, in July, I'm hoping in August, September, I can really articulate, extrapolate all the information that we've gathered from the community and just to just to get a, a, de a development quote for a Web3 app that is usable in the context of IBC game and whether it's feasible on the resources that we've collected at the moment. And, and unfortunately, Osmo's tanked since the launch, you know, in May. Um, it, it's changed the entire resourcing uh, arrangement for the game, but it doesn't matter. You know, you commit to your roadmap, you've, you've stuck to it, and, and regardless of what the market's doing, you still commit to what you've done with the championship, the prize pool, and the commitment to the community. So um, I hope that's answered your question, Sage Shad, and I would love you to um, participate in the Flix Quest, and you can get your own free deck, and if you like it, would love for you to join. would really love for you to join the Genesis Championship. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I would love to take you up on that offer, and I really like uh, a few of the points that you mentioned. I, I threw out a tweet for you uh, just now, but some of the things such as being community driven not not being financially like uh not have a, a financially driven origin um and really having your passion behind it thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the omniflix network flix talk number 25 talking about omniflix network updates and the best gaming chain debate Recorded on Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers 
that be summoning the trouble Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's Putting wins on the board every fucking day They love me on the team because I know my fucking place Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Spaces. <laughs>